Okay, very good. Thank you. So, uh, the reason why we're covering uh, the matter of a grace-enjoying life is because that's what Isaac did. He was a pattern of the enjoyment of God's grace. So, uh, can we read, go ahead and read uh, Genesis 25, 5. Uh, sisters, go. Yeah, Isaac was just there. Doesn't talk about anything that he did. He just inherited everything from Abraham. Okay, Colossians 1.19, brothers. For Colossians 2.9, sisters. Yeah, for in him, that is Christ, all the fullness, all of God was just pleased to dwell in Christ. And so when Christ came, in John 1.17, it says the law was given through Moses, but grace and reality came through Jesus Christ. He was just full of grace because he embodied all that God was. And, and God was pleased to dwell in him. And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. So in Christ, you get all of the Father. You get all of the Godhead, the entire Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We get all of the triune God in Christ. You know, when I was young, I used to pray to one just in case I missed you know, to the Father, and then I would pray to the Son, and then I pray to the Spirit, just in case, you know, I missed one and someone got offended. <laughs> so, I want, I want to say today that today all the fullness was pleased to dwell in Christ. When you come and say, Lord Jesus Christ, you get all of the Father, you get all of the Son, you get all of the Spirit. The entire Godhead is in Christ. Isn't that wonderful? So when you say, Lord Jesus, I love you, you know what you get? You get the entire Godhead. Okay, so uh, let's see. Where are we, brothers? Genesis 26, 12 through 14. And Isaac sold in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and Jehovah blessed him. And the man became rich and continued to grow richer until he became very rich. And then he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great household. Yeah, so Isaac just kept growing, was rich, and he grew richer and became very rich. This is our Christ. He is very rich. When we get Christ, we get all the unsearchable riches of the triune God that are embodied in him. So in John uh, 10.10, it says, uh, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life abundantly. Abundant means it's not just adequate. Abundance means it meets all the needs and then there's more, just overflowing. There's much more abundance. And so this is, this is Isaac. He became rich, continued to grow richer and became very rich. And uh, sisters, read Romans 5.17. Much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life 
Yeah. You know, when Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, death came in and death reigned. And so there was a reigning. But there's much more. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And so, as, you know, Isaac, there's really not much of a record of what he did. It just talks about him inheriting everything. Abraham gave everything to him, and then Jehovah blessed him, and then he just became rich, and he became richer, and then he became very rich. He was just an enjoyer of God's grace. And so that's what we as believers need to do. We need to live a grace-enjoying life for God's good pleasure. Because the only way God's pleasure and God's purpose can be met is by the riches of God's grace that are in Christ. So, what do we need to do? We need to receive the abundance of grace. There's an abundance. It's more than sufficient. You know, regardless of what your problems are, procrastination, who suffers from procrastination, uh, you you don't have to lift up your hands. We all know. (laughs) If you don't lift up your hands, we still know. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, there is anger, there is impatience, there's jealousy, you know, there's all these products of death reigning within us, but much more, there's something much more that reigns in life. And all we need to do is to receive the abundance of grace. So this is really a, a life in faith, you know. To live this life, you just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for all your riches. Lord, thank you for your abundant life. I receive grace today. I don't have anything. I come with nothing. But Lord, you're full and you're abundant. And I come to you to receive grace. This is, this is the pattern that Isaac presents to us. A grace-enjoying life. Okay. A, uh, can the what, sisters? Go ahead. Grace is God. Okay, it's a mouthful, isn't it? Okay, I, I want to be, be, we're going to read that again, but before I read that, I want to read a hymn to you. This hymn was writ, written in the 1800s, and uh, it is on the riches that are in the Lord's Word. It says, Thy word is like a storehouse, Lord, with full provision there. It's full, full of provisions. And everyone who seeks, are you seeking? I hope you all are seeking tonight because it's the, the riches and the provision in the word are for the seekers. It's for the God seekers and the Christ seekers. And everyone who seeks may come. It's glorious wealth to share. Thy word is like a deep, deep mind. It's not shallow. You know, in the past, I was thinking, how can the Bible be so simple? If it was so simple, it should just be the four Gospels. 
So we don't need the rest of the Bible, but it's not. It's not just a simple gospel. It is a deep, deep mine with jewels rich and rare, hidden in its mighty depths for every searcher there. So you know what we need to do tonight and for the rest of our lives? We need to search out God's grace. We like to be searchers, seekers. My wife's email is Christ Seeker. (laughs) She's a seeker. Even now, today, she's a seeker. And I hope today I can impress you that there are so many riches that it is worth giving your life to find out the riches that are in the storehouse of God's Word. And so for that reason, uh, the outline is not simple because we... We're trying to present the riches of God's Word that are there. And I'm glad that when I was a student, the the brothers didn't cheapen the Word, but they presented the Word to me with all its riches. At first it was like, what are they talking about? I can't understand this. But I'm glad they didn't cheapen it because I became a searcher and I became a seeker. And I hope today you all do the same. Seek out God's Word. Search it out. Okay, so I I don't have time to finish reading the hymn, uh, but... If you get a chance, it's uh, Hymn 804. Uh, it's, it starts off, that word is like a storehouse, Lord. If we, if we have time, I'll finish the rest of the hymn for you. But I need to go on. Okay, brothers, can you read A again? Praise God in Christ You know, it's a mouthful, but it's not that hard to understand. We just need to consider grace is God. Grace is God. Grace is God in Christ. And grace is God in Christ today coming as the Spirit to apply everything that Christ has accomplished while he was on this earth. And grace is this triune God wrought into our being so that we can enjoy him. To be everything in us, to do everything in us, through us, for us, so that he becomes the constituent of our being, so that the body of Christ can be built up. And eventually, at the end of the Bible, there is a wonderful picture, the new Jerusalem, that is the consummation of this building of God mingled with humanity because humanity has enjoyed the grace of God that is in Christ as the Spirit. That is what the Bible is about. <clears throat> okay, 1 Corinthians 15.10. Uh, sisters, go ahead. Yeah, Paul said, I labored. So, to enjoy God's grace doesn't mean that we don't labor. No. To enjoy God's grace, you know, doesn't mean that. 
Paul labored, and he labored more abundantly, but what is the source of his labor? I labored more abundantly than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God, which is with me. This is the way we need to labor in the Christian life. If you're sweating, and you're tired, and you're exhausted, you're not laboring with grace. You know, there have been times I was, I was, I remember there was a time I, I, uh, I told the Lord, Lord, I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. And then he gave me uh, a little word and I began to pray over that word. And you know what? The tiredness just disappeared. Grace came. Grace came. Because I opened myself to receive grace. And then I still continued laboring, but I labored with the grace. Okay, now uh, it's brothers, Galatians 2.20. Yeah. So there in 1 Corinthians 15.10, it says... Uh, I labored by the grace. It's not I, but the grace. And then in Galatians 2.20, it says, It is not I, but it is Christ who lives in me. So if you put these two verses together, what is grace? Christ. Christ. Yes, grace is Christ. You put them together. How, how can grace not be Christ? It is not an outward blessing. It is not unmerited favor. According to these two verses, grace is just Christ living in us, doing everything in us, through us, and for us, so that he can become the constituent of our being. That's what grace is for. And in this way, we can fulfill God's good pleasure. So in 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen. 14... Um, uh, it says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It doesn't, you know, the, it doesn't end with a blessing, be with you all. It ends with the blessing of grace. That's the blessing of the Bible. That's why, you know, in, in the Bible, it mainly ends with grace be with you. It's not blessing be with you. It's grace be with you. It's not our blessing. The Bible doesn't lead us to our blessing. The Bible leads us to God in Christ as the Spirit, wrought into our being to be everything in us, to do everything in us, through us and for us. That's what the Bible tells us. So, may the... I'm looking at the clock. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's still a lot more to share. Um, I hope that when you leave this, you'll just say, Lord, thank you that the grace is with me. Amen. You know, as, as a grace and joy, we just need to receive. And the way we receive is we just verbalize it in faith. That's a secret. You know, whether you pray over the word and verbalize the word by praying prayerfully over the word, or whether you just have a conversation with the Lord, if you would just repeat the promises of the Bible, you receive grace. The grace is with you. And it says your, the word is near you, in your heart and in your mouth. This, 
there's something as Christians, in order to overcome death, we need to verbalize the divine truth, the divine facts, and receive grace. That's how we receive grace. It's like, you know, when, when you're tired, if you keep your mouth shut and you just sit there, no grace comes. But if you're tired and you say, Lord Jesus, I'm tired, grace comes. Grace comes. Lord Jesus, I don't know what to say. Grace comes. Lord Jesus, I don't know what to do. Grace comes. We just need to verbalize and speak to the Lord, and grace comes. Grace is with you all. Okay, B, uh, I think, sisters? Okay, brothers, read that B again. Okay, all together again. El Shaddai. why I make you read it again and again because the riches of Christ are there the riches of his grace are there embodied in the outline El Shaddai that's the name of the Lord and he's the all-sufficient God and he's the all-sufficient grace to supply you his called ones with the riches of his divine being that they might bring forth Christ that's your destiny brothers and sisters is to bring forth Christ Because we're being supplied with the riches of His divine being. Don't look at your failures. Don't look at how weak you are. That's not the truth. The truth is God in Christ. He's the all-sufficient one. Whatever you lack, whatever you need, He is all-sufficient. The all-sufficient grace to supply you so that you can bring forth Christ. You know, Christ is not just coming from the heavens. Christ is coming also from within us. In uh, Thessalonians, I keep forgetting. Is it First or Second Thessalonians? One ten. I, for, I forget. But but it talks about how Christ is being comes from within the saints, and so 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 the end of this age ends with Christ as the head coming from the heavens and Christ with all his riches that have been worked and wrought into our being that have been constituted into our being the, these, this Christ that is in all the members of the body of Christ will meet the Christ in the heavens that's how this age will end. Isn't, it, isn't that glorious? That's how this age will end. And that's how he is the seed to fulfill God's purpose. God is not just, if he wanted to, from the very beginning, he could have taken over the earth just like that. 
No problem for the Lord. But that's not the way how he's going to take over the earth. The way he's going to take over the earth is by rotting himself into our being to become our constituent so that eventually what we are is just Christ. Christ has been wrought into every fiber of our being and we are a member of the body of Christ. We are members. The head, Christ is the head in the heavens and Christ is the members on the earth. And today, and that, that all-inclusive Christ as the seed fulfills God's purpose. That's how the Bible ends. That's why we have to receive. We have to receive the abundance of grace because there's no way for us to it's not it's not by our it's not by political uh you know being involved in politics and bringing a christian party that's not how that's not how it, the 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 bible ends it ends with christ being wrought into our being it's not through a social revolution the social revolution is christ being wrought into our being god men are being produced divinity is being mingled with humanity that is why we need to live a grace-enjoying life. This fulfills God's good pleasure. Okay, Genesis 17.1, brothers. Ninety-nine years old. Can a ninety-nine-year-old man have a child? No way. It's like Abraham knew it's it's over. I don't have the strength. How can I have a child? And the Lord says, I am the all-sufficient God. Walk before me and be perfect. And then he visits uh, Abraham. And the result is... Uh, uh, go to Roman numeral 2 sisters and read Genesis 18.14 yeah okay so there it says is anything too marvelous for Jehovah nothing don't look at your situation. Don't, don't think, oh, I'm 99 years old. There's no way. I'm just a failure. I'm just a failure. There's no way I can produce Christ. Of course. All of us are 99 years old. Who can produce Christ on our own? We don't have it in our being. We're just failures. But is anything too marvelous for Jehovah? We have to say, what? No. That was too weak. Come on. Is anything too marvelous for Jehovah? No. Is anything too marvelous for Jehovah? No. No. Nothing is too marvelous for Jehovah. At the appointed time, I will return to you. I will return according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. When you say, Lord, I don't have it in my being. Then the Lord says, I will return to you. 
Nothing is too marvelous for Jehovah. I will return to you at the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Christ will be born, and Christ will be produced in our being. We are believers. We We believe the promise. Christ will be born. Christ will be born in us. Jehovah will return. It's a time of life. Every time we turn to the Lord, Jehovah visits us, and we have life. It's a time of life. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie that says the accusation that comes from the accuser of the brethren that says, you can't make it, Sergio. You can't. You just can't. You're just a failure. Don't believe that lie. Nothing is too marvelous for Jehovah. He comes. He will return to us. And we shall have Christ produced within us. Okay, uh, Genesis 28, 3. Uh, brothers. Amen. He's a sufficient God. Bless you. Make you fruitful. You know, uh, as the summer is coming up, you know, what we want to do, we want to be fruitful. We want Jehovah to bless us, and we want to be fruitful. But this blessing and this fruit should come out of the all-sufficient God. Not just out of our sweat, not just out of our clever ideas. It should be out of grace from the all-sufficient God. Lord, bless us. Make us fruitful. Multiply us so that we become a company of peoples. Okay, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Sisters. Yeah. So many times the Lord makes us weak because in the problem is not our weakness. The problem is that we think that we can do it. That's the real problem in the Christian life. It's when we think that we're, we're in actuality, we're 99 years old, but we think that we are 15, we're 20, we're 25, we're still strong. We can do it. I got this, Lord. I got this. Leave it to me. No, that's the problem. That's the problem of the Christian life. And so when Paul was made weak by the Lord, then he went to the Lord about, you know, uh, his weakness. And the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. You need to learn this lesson. I made you weak so that you would know that my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in your weakness. And so Paul learned the lesson. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ might tabernacle over me. We want the power of Christ to tabernacle over us. So don't try to be weak. Don't try to change anything. The, the Lord will come to us at the time of life. At the time of life, the Lord visits us. But I just, you, you just need to know that this is where your life is going. It's just like Abraham. You're taking a walk with the Lord, and slowly, step by step, the Lord deals with us little by little, and He weakens us little by little. 
so that he can come to us at the time of life and produce Christ within us and rot himself as grace to be the constituent of our being. So uh, Philippians 1, 19 and 20, uh, through 21, sisters, go ahead. a grace and joy. So while he was in prison, the saints were praying for him and, uh, and he said I know this will turn out to salvation whether through life or through death. I'm going to magnify Christ because you know what? While I'm sitting here in prison, Christ is being wrought into my being. Christ is being constituted into my being and I'm here to live Christ. That's our destiny, brothers and sisters. We are to live Christ and to magnify Christ in our body. Okay, um, uh, time's up. Uh, this, uh, let's see. Can I read something to you? I, I'm going to finish reading the hymn, okay? Um, I still have a lot to say, but but uh, I, I think you, you you have a pretty good idea of what what uh, what what the burden is, and uh, I'm I'm going to finish reading the hymn to you. It says, "Thy word is like a starry host." Oh, I, I'm going to b- begin again from the beginning. It's so good. Thy word is like a storehouse, Lord, with full provision there, and everyone who seeks may come as glorious wealth to share. Thy word is like a deep, deep mine and jewels rich and rare and hidden in its mighty depths for every searcher there. Uh, two, thy word is like a starry host, a thousand rays of light are seen to guide the traveler and make his pathway bright. Many times you just don't know what to do, what to say, where to go, what the path is. We need the word. To, to shine its light on our path. That word is like an armory where soldiers may repair and find for life's long battle day all needful weapons there. When you're tired, when you're frustrated, when you're depressed, that's a sign of the enemy's attack. When you're uh, f- discouraged, that's another sign of the enemy's attack. You need to repair to the word of God to receive grace for life's long battle day. All needful weapons are there. Oh, may I love this precious word. May I explore the mind. May I its glorious riches take. May light upon me shine. Oh, may I find my armor there. Thy word, my trusty sword. I'll learn to fight with every foe the battle of the Lord. Word of the ever-living God, will of His glorious Son. Without Thee, how could earth be trod, or God and Christ be one? There's no way. Without the Word of God, 
How can we have an outline that says grace is God in Christ as the Spirit wrought into our being for our enjoyment to be everything in us and to do everything in us, through us and for us, so that He can become the constituent of our being for the building up of the body of Christ to consummate the new Jerusalem. Without the Word of God, could we have such an outline? No! Word of the level living God, will of His glorious Son, without thee, how could earth be trod or God and Christ be one? Through the Word, we can win God and we can win Christ and enjoy them as grace. Lord, grant us all a right to learn the wisdom it imparts and to its heavenly teaching turn with simple, childlike hearts. So this is the way to receive grace, with simple, childlike hearts, saying, Lord, I believe. Lord, I receive. Thank you for the riches of your grace. Grace is with us. The, The grace of the Lord be with your spirit.